Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. 95.7 The Game It is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security and the Golden State Warriors are stunned at home 95-92 to 92. The number is 888-957-9570 That's 888-957-9570 The NBA record home winning streak in the postseason ends at 16 and they only score 12 points in the fourth quarter, which ties the lowest quarter ever in playoff history since the shot clock era started in 54-55. Just 12 points ties the lowest of all time. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, they were just flat out awful in the fourth quarter. They were, they, they stopped moving the ball, they stopped moving players, they, we're relying on going one-on-one. They took a lot of threes. The threes were contested. They bogged down offensively. It, it reminded me a little bit of the last four or five minutes of Game 7 against the Cleveland Cavaliers two years ago in the NBA Finals. When you're so great at knocking threes down, and even when they're contested or when they're not contested, you always have that belief you're just one made three away from getting everything on track. Every once in a while, though, you just can't get an important one to fall. And that's kind of what happened tonight in the, uh, with the Warriors, I thought, in the last last quarter entirely. I mean, the Rockets basically just crowded. Uh, the Warriors pushed them out further uh, from the basket than they wanted to be. And basically, fellas, just disru- di- uh, disrupted the Warriors' offense. And it just seemed to me... They wanted it more in the fourth quarter, and I tip my cap to the uh, to the Houston Rockets. Donnie, I told you I thought this was over. It was a funeral. The Warriors, for the first time in a long time, ran out of gas, and I and I don't remember ever saying that or seeing it, Townie. Well, and, and shocked that we're talking about and that the head coach is talking about running out of gas, and you're running out of gas at home. That was the shocker, and you know what, Guru, the – the series was looking like it was over because the Warriors went out there, blitzkrieged them in the third quarter, 34-17. to 17. You want another crazy stat? This is the first time ever in the Steve Kerr era, whether we're talking regular season or postseason, where the Warriors outscored their opponent by at least 15 points in the third quarter and lost. You know what their record was before that? 51-0. and 0. Whoa. So it well, took something it took something really bad to happen to them for them to not win this game tonight. Well, and I here's where I got to go with Guru. You have to give the Rockets credit. No doubt. They they withstood a 34-17 third quarter. They were down 12 in the fourth quarter and 
the fatigue issue I, I think is very real. And the reason I say that is because you spend a lot of the season keeping players' minutes down, 32, 33. All of a sudden, tonight you lose Iguodala. You realize you can't really use Nick Young or Jordan Bell down the stretch of a game. Well, you have Kevin Durant playing 43 minutes, Draymond Green playing 45 minutes, Clay and, and Steph both at 39 minutes. So you can kind of – it's not that they're out of shape. It's that they're just not used to playing as many minutes as they did tonight, and I think that was a factor. There were a lot of factors tonight. When you lose a game like this – there are countless plays during the game and sequences you can always look back on and say, man, if one or two things would have gone differently, we win that game. Unfortunately, tonight the Warriors, they, they didn't make any plays. They didn't make any plays when they had to make a play, and we're headed back to Houston two games to two games. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. The Golden State Warriors lose at home 95-92 to where they had just been so bulletproof. The last time they got beat this bad in the fourth quarter, you got to go back to game four, 2007, against the Utah Jazz where they lost the fourth quarter 40-23. to I give the Rockets all the credit in the world because they needed to do, they needed to stay alive. And that's what they did, and now they're taking this back home. Heck, if they win back home, now we're looking at 3-2 coming back here, and they're talking about a closeout game. But just the fact that the thing that shocks me the most, Guru, is that I'm looking at the Warriors were 0 for 6 from 3 in the fourth quarter. They shot just 3 of 18. That's 16.7% from the field. It's the worst shooting quarter for them all season long. A home game in the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and it was no fluke. That's why we talk about the Rockets, at least my my perspective. It's all about offense, and I've been shocked, and i got to give them credit again about the defensive intensity and how they're running the Warriors or just getting in that space. Now, we had J.D. on early uh, on the pregame, and he said Clay Thompson had a – the first game was good for Clay. It was was up to his standards, but – Steinmetz, another feather in the Rockets' cap. Whatever they're doing, Clay Thompson, 10 points tonight. I'm not blaming him, but they're taking him away, and we get caught up in Steph and KD. Clay is the essence, too, of this offense, and they got to do something. I don't know if it's Kerr, but they have to make an adjustment because if there's no Clay, things are not going to go. They're going to go like tonight. You want to hear what the adjustment is? Kevin Durant and Steph Curry have to stop going one-on-one mm, mm, because the the player that pays the price for the Warriors playing isolation basketball will be Klay Thompson, plain and simple, because he relies on movement. He relies on uh, cutting and 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 getting open using screens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. It's not up to Clay Thompson to try to take over. That's not his game. It's up to his teammates to get him involved. And they didn't tonight. And that's that's the place where you you try you should try to go when your one-on-one stuff isn't working. You look at uh, how tonight's game went. Harden and CP3 had 57 points. The rest of the team at 38. Then you had Steph and KD combined for 55, and the rest of the Warriors had 37. So really, the scoring was about four players, and something that's very rare, you saw the plus-minus, the Warriors were minus three. 
as a team tonight at home. We've seen on the road, but at home. Well, and I think what you also see is it, it's not just that you miss Iguodala. You do miss Iguodala. But it's who gets those minutes. And we saw who got some of those minutes tonight. Nick Young got some of those minutes. Livingston got some of those minutes. Although Livingston's always going to get his 15 minutes or so. But what stands out to me is that when Nick Young and or Sean Livingston is on the floor, you're losing ground. So I realize that the that the Rockets can only play five or six players, but we're getting to the point where the Warriors can only play five or six players, and one of those players wasn't available tonight in Andre Iguodala. So, you know, we're getting we're getting into the the time of a series where you just can't. Well, let's see how this guy plays. Let's see how that guy plays because. That'll cost you a game, and losing a game can sometimes cost you a series. Am I off basis with saying the fourth quarter under six minutes tonight was reminiscent of the 2016 Game 7 Finals where Coach Kerr needs to take some responsibility? I felt like he just kind of let them go and let them crash as opposed to, okay, if you see them tired, that's the reason for the timeout. Let them get a breather. But there was no there was no plan. It was just, I got three, four great guys. They'll figure it out. And today, like the Wild Coyote, I felt like it blew up in Kerr's face. This was not his best coaching moment. I feel like that's a fair criticism. He could have he could have stopped some – well, it wasn't a run. It wasn't like Houston was on a run. They just needed to get uh, under control. The one thing I will say is he didn't call a timeout in the first half either in that second quarter when the Rockets took a 10-point lead right before half and then it got down to seven. You know, it's funny that Steve Kerr's got two big mentors as a coach, Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson. And one guy calls timeouts <laughs> as fast as humanly possible, and the other guy, Phil Jackson, was known for not calling timeouts, letting his team play through that. I'm sure Steve Kerr felt like, hey, I got a veteran team here. We've, we've been there before. We should be able to do it without me. I guarantee you if you ask him now, he probably would have called a timeout or two. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. We want to hear from you after tonight's loss, 95-92. to And I can tell you, as I was setting up court here in the Crown Royal Club, you saw a bunch of people leaving tonight's game just absolutely stunned. Yeah. You know, again, I don't want to – bring up the Game 7, but it did remind me of Game 7 in 2016 where I thought the Warriors were going to win the game up until the point they did not win the game. I I thought they were going to win it. And you know what? When they got the break at the very end where there was still .5 on the clock and Chris Paul misses one of two and they're inbound into half court, I knew they were going to get a good shot because that's one of the things Steve Kerr can do. The question you have to ask is that was like the, the Curry three that could have tied it was one of the best shots they got in that quarter. How why, did he why, get why, wide why, that why, open? Why not take a timeout or two in the fourth quarter and set up a play like that when you're not getting good good shots? So I, yeah, I think I think Steve Kerr bears a, a, a little bit of a brunt of this too. Uh, but again, I you can't. For every piece of criticism you throw at the Warriors, I really do think you have to throw a compliment the Rockets' way. Uh, I'm there. How, how you know how 
Chris Paul's been fighting demons for years now. Well, guess what? He won him that game in the fourth quarter. He was the best player on the floor tonight. James Harden was the best player in the first half. James Harden didn't hurt the Warriors in the second half. He didn't do much at all. Uh, this game was a Chris Paul game, and, you know, he showed that he's still a darn good player in this league. And the, just another fun fact, the Rockets are 21-0 and when both Paul and Harden score more than 24 points. And James Harden, just to touch on what Stanley brought up, he shared the responsibility with Chris Paul tonight. He didn't go hero ball, which I go, here he comes. He's, he's ready. He would give it to Paul, and then they would, they would uh, switch off. But I don't want to go chicken little here. All I'm really worried about right now is the uh, services of Andre Iguodala, because if you don't have him in 48 hours that that's not going to go over well that's a big deal and for him to miss the game tells me i'm no doctor something more has to be up here it can't just be oh i'll wake up tomorrow and i'm ready to go the thing also uh trevor Ariza tonight he was phenomenal defensively on kevin durant the the rockets play kevin durant a lot of times with the smaller player and Kevin Durant can shoot over those smaller players. Ariza gives him a little more trouble. He at least makes Kevin Durant put the ball on the floor and make a nice move before he can raise up and take that shot. Kevin Durant's probably the best offensive player on planet Earth. But if you, but if you make him work and you make him take contested shots you give yourself a better chance of him going, what did he go tonight, 9 for 24. It's very possible on a night like tonight, Durant could still make three or four more shots. But you got to give yourself the chance of, of making Durant into a volume shooter by defending him like, uh, like Trevor Ariza did tonight. Now, the Warriors averaged uh, 25-plus assists. Tonight they had 14. And I want to say, oh, they missed. But I didn't I didn't see any bunnies, Tiny. I saw the, the Rockets playing like the old-school Knicks or Miami Heat, and both teams didn't even get into the hundreds. They mucked the game up, and it worked. Well, I'm, I'm shocked. Well, also, let's think about that third quarter and think about some of the shots the Warriors made in that third quarter they weren't easy shots. Curry's one was out by the, the hash mark again that he started things on. So I, I know you can look on the one hand and say, oh, you know, the, the Warriors were 12 for 38. It's only 31% from three-point range, and you'd be right. But, man, I, I can also look at it and think, man, they made a lot of tough threes in that third quarter that, that, that gave them control of the game. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. The number is triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We know you want to talk. You want to break this down. A rare home loss for the Warriors in the postseason. They lose ninety five to ninety two. And now, as the guys were saying before they signed off, you know this that the whole home court thing is thrown out the door now. It is, but I'd still rather have. It. Yes, I mean, yeah, I'd much rather have Game Seven in my own building. But, but this is where the Warriors can rely on the pass. They've, they can go into any gym in the country and win a game. They know that, and so they always will have that going for them. Without Iguodala, though, Stiney, possibly. Yeah, I think so. Isn't that a dark cloud over everything? It's not like a healthy Warrior team. It, they didn't have them tonight, and guess what? They lost. It it doesn't help. You're absolutely right, but. I mean, that's where, this is where you got to take a step back and say, come on, man. You got Durant, Clay, Steph, 
and Draymond Green, they got to be able to bring bring home a game. They got to be able to. But the problem was. They played more, as you chronicled, mm-hmm. and they were gassed, and he saw it in the fourth quarter. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We're getting all. We're going to get to all your phone calls. We're here at Oracle, and it's the Warriors losing to the Rockets, ninety five to ninety two, right here on ninety five seven. The game. Curry flares. Durant comes out. Curry catches in the corner. Takes the three. It's up and hit the rim. No good. He got a clean look in front of the Rockets bench and couldn't get it to fall. Boy, did he move and get a look that he would just cry for anytime. What a well-designed play that was. Oh, my goodness. It's off a, a secondary screen. But the bottom line is the Warriors are going to Houston, and we are tied at two. I felt like in the fourth quarter, you know, we just ran out of gas. We scored 12 points. Um, tried to buy a little bit of rest for uh, for our guys, but, um, yeah, they, they just outplayed us in the fourth, and they earned it. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7 the game. And Coach Kerr brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. We want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. It's time to hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Let's lead it off with Bleacher Dave here at Oracle. You are on Warriors Wrap-Up. Man, I got one over here to the A's game. I'm sitting in right field bleachers trying to check it out. But you know what? I think I might be the jinx. As soon as I walked in, the Mariners are the two-run homer. Oh, my goodness. Tied to the two. Ugly. Look, 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 look. Here it is. The Rockets' defense was stellar. It was as stellar as it was in Houston. And they prevented the Warriors from running back cuts. They prevented the Warriors from running their motion offense. It was amazing. Two points. In the fourth quarter for the Warriors, that is not the hallmark of champions. But you know what? I like this. I like the fact that there's three games to move to the finals, and you got to win two in a row. Show me the heart of a champion. We believe, baby. We believe. Bleacher Dave, everybody. Bleacher Dave. And you don't have to win two in a row. Going from the well, Warrior game to think, the A's game? I think he meant... Two out of three. Well, no, I think he meant in addition to the one they've already won. Oh, okay. Meaning, like, if they win this series, they're going to be able to say they won two in Houston. Yeah, I think I owe Actually, them. I'll, I'll just... I'm protecting Bleacher Dave gotcha. there so, we love so you, that Bleacher. he's right. But I think I owe the roundtable here an apology. I just really did not know this Rocket team could get after it defensively, man. That I'm, I'm telling you, that was very impressive. Well, it's once again, they got outscored 34 to 17 in the third quarter. So I'm wondering in the fourth quarter, yeah, you're going to give credit to Houston, but you also have to know that there was a stinker put out there by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the in one, the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the one thing you got to think about is the Rockets have a reputation, all right? They're trying to crush that reputation. And I think maybe the Warriors, they got up, they go 34-17 in the third. They get up 10. They bury the first bucket of the fourth quarter. The next thing you know, they're up 12. How could there not be uh, a feeling within the Warriors that, all right, this is now under control? Why? Because it's the Rockets. We know all about the Rockets. Well, the reality is, 
the Rockets aren't the same team they've been in the past. Uh, and I'm not saying they, they're not capable of, of falling apart in Game 5. But, you know, they these are, these are really good players. James Harden's a really good player. Chris Paul's a really good player. And when they get down to the last four or five minutes of a game, those two players are good enough that they can win a four or five minute stretch. And that's they didn't really do that tonight. It was really that the Rockets clamped down on the Warriors. Uh, but you know we're we're seeing some things in this series that is going that are going to uh, they're going to the Rockets' reputation is officially going to grow. I think after this series, regardless of what happens in games five and six, just because of the way they you know after game one, game two was a must win. Game two, everybody said, must be, can't go down 0-2 to Golden State. Now 2-1, well, you can't go down 3 Well, they haven't. They haven't. They've responded two times to kind of crisis situations in the series. Let's go to Rick in San Francisco. You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, guys. You all, hey guys uh, you said it earlier. Uh, the coach has to take some responsibility for what happened tonight for this debacle. I mean, look, everybody's blaming fatigue. Well, okay. So you got a short bench. How about using a couple of guys at least to give the other the, the starters a few, couple of minutes of rest? He could have used uh, Pachulia. He could have used McGee. Would that have changed the auto outcome of the game? I don't think so. But they were tired. No question about it. They were tired, and those guys at least could have spelled them some rest. So i got to give all the blame to the coach. I'm sorry. Yeah, and what, well, how about just taking a timeout to give your just, players a rest wow. without even thinking of subbing? I guess he uh, the Warriors ended up with two, as as you could they had two timeout two timeouts left, one, one or two. And at the end of the game, there was a sequence to where I felt like Sean Livingston should have been in the game, but uh, Kerr elected to go with Kavon Looney, who played 25 minutes. Tiny, what did you make of his performance? Because Jordan Bell shocked me with his contribution, but I felt like Looney didn't get exposed, but got tired as the game wore on. I don't know, but he Kerr basically chose to me Looney over Livingston in the last three to four minutes of the game, and I thought that hurt him. Well, you know, it's... A Monday it's, morning quarterback I am, but it's easy no, to say. No, I mean... No, it's not. I mean, it's a fair question. It's a fair statement. Some on a, In a game like this, I do struggle to blame a role players. That's mm-hmm. all. I, it, I mean, again, come on now. You got Durant, Curry... You got Clay out there. Uh, you got Draymond. The fact that you know the, the Livingston was a minus four, minus fourteen or fifteen tonight, and that. I didn't even realize that until the until the box score came in. Uh, Livingston was that minus way. fifteen. Nick Young was minus fourteen. Right. And you know that's and that's the price you pay for not having Iguodala. Really, you know, again, it's a, it's a double whammy without Iguodala. You don't have Iguodala. But then you have to also have somebody play his minutes. And the reality is, whether it's Livingston, whether it's uh, Nick Young, or whether it's Bell, you know what? They're not going to play minutes like Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala is going to play better minutes than those guys are going to on balance. Let's hear from Steph Curry on why they did not call a timeout late in the game. It's a kind of a scramble play. You get a stop. We've been in that situation plenty of times, regular season playoffs, where – you don't call a timeout because you got flow. 
and uh, usually something materializes. You get a good shot. Once we came down, like Kay said, you know, made a read through the clay. I heard Draymond yelling for a timeout. Um, clay thought he could get a shot off. It's basketball. There's so many bang bang plays. You know, night and night out. You can't really second guess anything about it. Yeah, we, we would like to have maybe I had to get a timeout with four seconds left, but it didn't happen. And you know, last play, I actually got a decent look. I think maybe in my head I was thinking five tenths. You don't know how long you can catch, turn, do that whole thing. So maybe rush it a little bit, but uh, decent look. But you wish the game didn't come down to that to try to extend it. But we know how to we know how to correct and get back to who we are. Just three for 18 from the field in the fourth quarter. The worst shooting quarter for the Warriors all season and ties the lowest quarter ever for points made in a playoff game in the shot clock era. That dates back to 1954-55, only scoring 12 points in the fourth quarter. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's. I mean, this is really you know, why sports are phenomenal. I mean, I I wouldn't have imagined I wouldn't have imagined that the Warriors were going to bog down in an entire quarter against the Houston Rockets. Mm-mm. Let's go to uh, Khaled leaving Oracle. You're on ninety five seven. Well, gentlemen, you know, I think this boils down to one thing, and you know, there's a lot of things that I can point to, but you know, Durant's been phenomenal for us since we've gotten him. But this is the first time that I'm going to be real critical of him because the one thing that we did not have when we got Durant, and the reason that we went for him is because we needed a closer at the end of the game that can get to the line and that would be able to go to the rim, draw some calls, slow the game down, and be able to get some free throws. Instead, throughout the game, he saw that his jumper was off, and he kept trying the fadeaway jumper over and over and over again, it wasn't falling for him. He would keep shooting threes that were either way off or either too long or too short, and he just kept doing it. And that's not what we got him for. We didn't get him, and he's hit major shots for us. I can point back to the finals last year where towards the end of the game he walked up and hit a three for us to take that game over in Cleveland. But we also got him for the exact situation that we had here where we could not get a bucket where this was reminiscent of Game 7 in the 2016 NBA Finals. The reason we went after Kevin Durant is for these exact moments, and he did not come through. I don't know what it was. I don't know what was going through their minds. But when we were down, down by two, two three-pointers by Steph and Clay, both clank out and miss, rather than going to the hole and trying to get the points that we needed to. So I'm going to put this because there's a lot of things that I can point to. The beginning of the game where we get up 12-0 and Draymond doesn't pay attention and a pass goes right past them, and the first points they score is off a a turnover, Harden lays it up. And then later on in the game, Clay cutting down the baseline, not paying attention, pass comes to him and bounces off, goes out of bounds, gives the ball to them. You could see early on the focus wasn't there. But the exact reason we got KD was for those exact situations that we had today. And today, I was disappointed to see that all that money and all that charge and everything that we wanted to see from him didn't pan through when we needed it the most. Well, there you go. Criticism all around for a lot of different people, he and that's th- what happens yeah. when you lose. He threw up two bad shots, though. I don't even know if they hit rim. 
Warriors lose 95-92. to What was the reaction in the locker room? We haven't seen a loss in a long, long time since Game 7 of the NBA Finals. They had won 16 straight home games in the postseason, the longest record in the history of the NBA. That was snapped tonight. John Dickinson will join us and tell us what the mood was like right here on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Fine. I mean, it's the West Conference final. You know, we were fighting to take a 3-1 lead. They were fighting it, even the series up going home. Both teams battled. Uh, they made the plays they needed to make to win the game. But, you know, very fun game to play in. And we know we made a lot of mistakes down the stretch in that fourth quarter. So, you know, we'll be fine. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7 the game. Presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and now joined by John Dickinson. John, it's been a while since you've been at Oracle and you've covered a loss. It has almost two full calendar years. <laughs> That's pretty in the playoffs. Pretty in the playoffs, remarkable. obviously. Yeah, well, in the playoffs, of course. So I mean, what 16. was the mood like? Uh, well, I, I think there's a, a little bit of a mood of a, a missed opportunity, but I think optimism. That, that they can bounce back. They know, obviously, they can win a game in Houston, as they did in Game 1, and that they also know that they are capable of dominating the Rockets in stretches. You know, we saw it tonight a little bit. We saw it in Game 3 a little bit. We've seen it in Game 1. So I, I think they're confident that they can bounce back. And look, this is a playoff series. This is a 65-win team going up against a, a defending champion. Now, Maybe we had varying degrees of belief that the Rockets could step to the forefront and say we were they're going to be in this series. <laughs> well, they're in this series now. And, you know, the, the Rockets impressively answered the Warriors' third quarter with a fourth quarter that was similar, and, and they got it tied. Yeah, I mean, it, we're all kind of just sitting here because we don't see this often. In fact, it was kind of a one-of-a-kind ty- one type of game. To, the, the Warriors scoring 12 points in a fourth quarter. And, and I have to add, against the Rockets, just seems unusual. But J- it, it reminded JD, me, and I know the teams are totally different, but it actually reminded me a little bit of Game 7 of the finals. Yeah, we, the way now, the Warriors just yeah, seemed out of sorts. We, we talked about that a little bit. It, it, but you brought up a good point. They've the Rockets have won all three of the close games this year with the Warriors. They won opening night when they came came back from behind when Iguodala was out, right? And then they won that game down in Houston. That game was, was tied with about five minutes to right. go in Houston on January twentieth, and the Rockets outscored them down the stretch. Hit a couple of tough shots, right? Oh, Harden, Harden made that, that really tough shot. Correct. That yep. Step back That's three, right. but that was a game that could have gone either way. And and yeah, the Warriors have, have won going away when they've won. If you want to factor in the regular season, but the close ones. And Mike D'Antoni said, you know, he's got a lot of confidence, you know, that almost that their goal is to keep it close because they believe having two of the best isolation players in the game, you can win close games playing isolation ball. For as much as that's been a storyline in this series, Rockets doing it in game one too much, maybe the Warriors doing it too much in game two and doing it a little bit too much tonight. Uh, Isolation ball is great, though, when guys are hitting 27-foot threes. I mean, Stephen Curry, that third quarter was just absolutely amazing. But that was, hey, Steph, go get it done for us. Right, right. And he was able to, but uh, down the stretch – 
couple of those shots didn't fall, and, and the Warriors found themselves in trouble. Now, I think the world of Clay Thompson, but since game one, I haven't seen that vintage Clay Thompson. And Steiny and I talked about, do you think that's a byproduct of KD and Steph going ISO too much? Because, again, I give the Rockets credit. Their defense is better than I thought, and I don't feel like subconsciously they're going ISO to go ISO. They're taking what the defense gives you. How do you get Clay? He, he was 4-13 tonight. Is that enough? Not to me. I, I said this after game two. I, I really think the Warriors have to come out and just they have to really make a conscious effort to run their movement offense, to run their flow offense, to run their passing game and and cut and move it and and almost not take the bait mm. that Kevin Durant can get whatever he wants whenever he wants. Now that changed a little bit tonight as well. He was defended for the first time in this series at a high level, and you, you saw Ariza on him a little bit more tonight Definitely. Than, than maybe you saw in the first couple of games. And I know there's a lot of switching here and there, but Ariza's the only shot at making life a little bit difficult uh, for Durant. If he's seen Paul or Harden or really anybody else, it's almost like you see Durant's eyes light up, like he's going to go score. Well, and that, it, that's a great point. I mean, the, the games are long. These are long games, and so in the first half – you, you you put Chris Paul on Kevin Durant, or you put Harden on Kevin Durant, and it's 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 hard to not go there because it's Kevin Durant and he has an advantage. He's a top two three player and, in the whole league, right? And so you go there, and he and he's converting, and then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but then the game wears on, and now all of a sudden, Ariz is on him. Well, Ariz is a different animal. He's bigger. He's longer. He's he's more used to guarding players like Durant. You still can, basketball can get you into doing things that you really don't want to do. You don't mean to do it, and then after the game, you say, "Why did we do this?" <laughs> well, it was because you were in the middle of it, and it didn't seem that bad at the time. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. The other thing, just to, to bring up too, is a lot of questions, obviously, about the timeout versus no timeout. You guys have covered that, and I know you've played some audio. But the other thing is. The injury bug, and and not just Iguodala being out, but Iguodala being out, leading to Looney starting, leading to the Warriors not having as many playable players tonight and not having as many players able to, to come in and contribute. So, yes, you didn't have the, the Clay Thompson game that you're used to seeing, and Durant was defended better, uh, but the, the Warriors just – they looked like the team that had fewer bodies that that could make an impact on the game tonight without Iguodala. It's amazing what one guy what one guy being out can change in that. And then Clay Thompson goes out, and it almost seemed like when the Warriors didn't have either one of those guys there in the second quarter. That's that's really when the Rockets kind of just briefly got rolling, yeah. gained confidence so that they were able to carry out. Well, the thing I was telling Guru that I. I think is if you're going to say the Warriors are playing too much isolation, well, that's going to cost Clay Thompson more than anybody else. No doubt. And the Warriors are used to they're used to kind of having everything in order. Anytime yeah. the rotation gets out of whack, we always talk about the fact that it just seems like the Warriors get out of whack. And I think we we saw that tonight. So the big question is, Iguodala. He going to be ready Man. to roll Thursday night, and, and Clay Thompson's obviously. I mean, he came back and played. He said his knees sore, but I mean, he's he's a guy that I think he, he's like when D'Antoni had the quote about Chris Paul. Right. He just he just going to play no matter what. Right. Well, right. I think Clay's going to play. I think no matter what. Right. But it is it is 
huge whether he's healthy or not. Like, he's going to play. There's no doubt. And he's not going to say a word about it. I, I, I thought – there was a little residual when he came back. He didn't quite look himself, uh, but that may have been a function of the game. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, I mean, it was just a game we don't see very often. And so we're talking about things that we don't normally talk about. Yeah, because normally we're talking about great records. They uh, they tied some stuff tonight you're not very proud of. And that fourth quarter, there was no doubt, was an absolute stinker. Was an absolute stinker. We'll continue with JD. We'll get to the play of the game, the stop of the game. Warriors lose game four, 95 to 92. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up right here on 95.7 The Game, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Checks the clock with three. Cross court to Ariza. Pump fake has to fade into a three. It's up and good with a shot clock buzzer sounding. And the Rockets retake the lead. Pick and pop to Gordon. Chris Paul to Gordon. It's a three and the Warriors trail by five again. 2.23 to go. 94-89. It's been physical every game. They made Tommy shots in the floor. You know, Eric Gordon hit the big three to put him on five. I think that gave him a nice cushion. You know, we had chances to, you know, win this basketball game. But you got to tip your head to Houston that came out and took a game on the road. And uh, we just got to regroup and be better next game. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7 the game. And let's face it, guys. Chris Paul is taking a, a, a lot of heat. But tonight... 12 of his 27 points during the Rockets' 16-5 run to close. And, I mean, I mean, you know, right before halftime, then we look what he did in the second half. I mean, Chris Paul, he brought it tonight. And what did he tell D'Antoni? If I get this foot right, we can beat these guys. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of confidence there from, from Chris Paul. Obviously, health a big factor in this series both ways. You know, we were talking about it after game three, you know, how healthy is Chris Paul? We were talking about it first couple of games, how healthy is Stephen Curry? Now we're talking about Iguodala and whether or not he'll be able to, to come back in game five and, and will Clay Thompson be impeded by, you know, his injury tonight uh, in a game five? You know who I thought wasn't bad tonight, even though the numbers won't look at won't look that great, is Eric Gordon. Um I don't what was he, four for fourteen. But in a game like tonight, when you look at the shooting percentages, the Warriors and, and Rockets both shot thirty-nine percent. Four for fourteen is not a good shooting night, but it's not as bad as it normally is when nobody's making shots and nobody was making shots tonight really on either team. So look at everybody's percentage. They were all very bad, with the exception of of Chris Paul, who was 10 for 20. Uh, my point is is that, you know, the Rockets, they only use six or seven players. So those six or seven players know they're going to play. Uh, the Warriors, when you try to squeeze, like, you're trying to squeeze guys in who haven't played as many minutes as they did tonight. I'm talking about Jordan Bell, and I'm talking about Nick Young. That, that's where it gets really dicey. I, I thought Jordan Bell was fine. He was fine. He Shocked me. He didn't hurt the Warriors, but he wasn't a player who you put in the game and he helps you win. He, you, Some Warrior players, Nick Young, the, Livingston, you just want him to almost be a, a, an even rather than you're not expecting him to help, help him win your game. You want him to not lose it for you. 
Yeah, you just can't have him be a. You don't want to have him be a negative, right? And tonight, you, the Warriors had a couple of guys like that that mm. were were negative type players, and it it winds up being something you look back on at the end of the night when it turns into a loss, and you think, well, okay, you know, you, you, tonight was the first night in the series where maybe you couldn't get away with Nick Young being out there. You know, maybe maybe you didn't get enough of a positive from a guy like Kevon Looney or Jordan Bell. It's now time for the play of the game, which is brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Bell up top, Draymond, Draymond, back to Curry left side. It's a three, and it's good! It's good! Tucker thought he was right there, but he just misjudged the quickness of the release. Little shimmy by Curry. (laughs) Little shimmy. But there wasn't enough shimmy in the end. And it's now time for the stop of the game. Stop of the game brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Paul with five. Lowers his head. Down the lane. Bounce pass. Capella goes up. Blocked by Bell with point four to go in the corner. Jordan Bell with a reject. And he had something to say. I don't think it was the same words as Stephen Curry, but this got him pumped. That was more of a duck call, I think. All right, guys. You know, something that uh, listening to you guys and just sitting back and thinking about it, since their guys are used to the higher number of minutes, if Iguodala can't go and we're seeing this again and you're not getting the two days three days off Mm. it's get on a plane get off the plane practice and be ready to go on thursday night are you a little bit worried that if there's going to be no andre gudala they're going to have to step up their minutes again i think that's that's a possibility that's a possibility and it, it is amazing when you get this deep in the playoffs it's not fun in games anymore. You know, I mean, I don't want to pick on Nick Young, but Nick Young and and you got to give your team something. And when you don't, you pay the price. And the Warriors didn't find anybody who could fill in for Iguodala. And it's not just Nick Young. I want to make that clear. They didn't have anybody who filled in for Iguodala who was, who was a plus like Iguodala. And what was the whole thing? Uh, it's no big deal. That was public sentiment that uh, as long as you have Steph, Clay, Dre, D, uh, uh, KD, and uh, Clay, you're fine. Just real quick, if I'm giving out the game ball, I'm giving it to P.J. Tucker outside of Chris Paul. And the reason I say that is he had 16 rebounds, but there had to be nine of them that kept possessions alive. And we always talk about they don't have a Draymond Green, anybody to offset Draymond Green. Well, tonight Tucker came up big. He didn't score 16 rebounds. He secured them and gave his team extra possessions. And we saw what they did. They capped him in. Uh, Moving forward, J.D., I don't know, but I expect more from Coach Kerr if you don't have Iggy to know I can't coach the same. And I think maybe he got caught up in that thinking, we're the Warriors. I'll run Bell and and Nick Young out here for more minutes. It didn't work tonight. Well, the the only counter to that, though, is if Jordan Bell isn't going to play, who is going to play? And if Nick Young isn't going to play, who is going to play? I mean, I guess it could be Quinn Cook. At least you have an option there. Uh, If if it's not going to be Jordan Bell, 
well, then is it going to be JaVale McGee or is it going to be Draymond Green playing 44 minutes? I mean, you just don't see the Warriors do that. Now, maybe they have to change their thinking. However, the one thing I'll say tonight, Townie, is you look at the way the game played out tonight with guys playing extended minutes and not really having hardly any rest in the second half. The Warriors look like a tired team down the stretch of the game in the fourth quarter, which is exactly why Kerr doesn't overextend guys in the regular season, and you don't see him do it often in the postseason. Well, that's that's kind of what I, I brought up early. It's you kind did. of funny. It's that you know you spend all all year trying to keep guys at 32, 33 minutes, which is completely understandable. But what about when you need them for forty three, late late in the season? You know, it just goes to show you there's no real right way to do anything definitively. Uh, but yeah, it, it it is funny how. You don't have Andre Iguodala, and now all of a sudden you're thinking, hmm, we don't have a lot of guys who can play. Kind of like That's the Rockets. That's kind of scary to me. It, it, no wow. doubt. I mean, we sit here and talk about the managing of minutes throughout think, an entire year. Think about, like, I, okay, it might not be and a series, new. but David West isn't playing. Wow. Now, he was playing 12, 14 minutes a game all season long. So, you know, is the... Is, can you find out? Can you find a role for him? Because I would certainly trust him more than a lot of the players on the team, even if he doesn't match up particularly well. And that might be a guy that I could see getting a couple of minutes if you're. Tra- but again, that doesn't fix your your lack of guard depth. No, no. You know, playing David Westmore doesn't. You know, maybe you play him instead of Bell, or maybe you play him to make sure Looney's not tired. But you're not playing him because you don't have Iguodala. Right. And the energy is going to be on the side of the Rockets because they're going to be at home and they're crap. Yeah, it's 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 a different situation the Warriors find themselves in, and it's it's different for two reasons. One is the Rockets are good. I think we got to acknowledge that. And two, this is the first series the Warriors are playing where they're not the home court team. So. Thursday's going to be fun, and then so Saturday, no matter what happens. So things are changing, and they're changing for me at home. We're getting a puppy. Oh, wow. The puppy has been born, and uh, the puppy's going to be showing up soon. Oof. So that means my Arlo Pro 2, uh, Arlo Pro 2 cameras may be coming inside as you got to be looking at your puppy, the brand-new puppy. The great thing about these Arlo Pro 2 cameras, they're wireless. They're wire-free. So I can have them outside. You can have them inside. They're so versatile. And I love the two-way talk because I've always talked to you about the two-way talk. You know, the camera that I have right outside my front door, I'm able to talk to people as they come to my front door. Now I'll be able to talk to the puppy inside if it starts chewing on something. Yeah, and the the app, the Arlo app that you use for this is just so easy. It's easy to install. It's easy to use. The high definition, crystal clear, townie. You can see things in real time or you can always see uh, seven days worth of video from what the camera has shot. And you can mount them on so many different things, yeah. including trees, whether it's your house. And, of course, you don't have to mount it on the right. inside. You can move it around inside your house. You can go to Arlo.com to check out this wonderful technology. And if you want to see it tomorrow, go buy a local Best Buy here in the Bay Area, and you can have your Arlo cameras tomorrow. And let me tell you something, setting up Arlo was super, super simple. 
from downloading the app onto your phone to setting the cameras up. The battery life with these cameras is absolutely fabulous. Make sure you go to Best Buy or Arlo.com. Warriors with the loss, 95-92. to I will continue. J.D., you going to stick around for a little bit? I got an early flight. Oh, so you won't Uh-oh. be sticking around. The Chris Townsend Show by himself as the three amigos will be leaving me. We'll continue from Oracle. Warriors with the loss, 95-92, heading back to Houston for Game 5 on 95-7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.